I want to talk about Bitcoin as a religion again. I think I've mentioned this before. But I was thinking about how there's a lot of Bitcoin podcasters, a lot of podcast episodes, and a lot of them are really, really great. Um, but does it seem like this industry has more podcasters and more people that listen to them uh, regularly, a regular audience that tunes in? And, and do the podcasters actually earn more ad revenue from, you know, the industry players who tend to sponsor their podcasts? Is it bigger than any under, any other industry? Maybe it's not, but um, I was thinking about how, you know, the categorization of Bitcoin as a religion uh, based off of, you know, shared belief um, that Bitcoin is going to be money in the future or a currency or a payment system that dominates all other payment systems. This is the belief um, because it's a speculative belief in my opinion. And uh, there's no, there's, there's no real basis. Um, there's no real basis in uh, there's, there's not a claim like a scientific claim that you can make that can be disproven. So it's more, of an opinion about a future state of the world. Uh, and not to say that current um, current money now, like the dollar, isn't faith-based. Uh, to some degree it is, um, because it's not objective. It's not a objective commodity money uh, backed by something real and tangible like gold. It's divorced from that, although it did come from that. Uh, it did get its purchasing power initially from that tie. Uh, and then government uh, severed that tie. Um, but, you know, there's a good reason to accept dollars because it's the national currency. It's a, it's a government. We, we all pay our taxes in it, etc. cetera. Uh, debts are, are, um, are, are, are um, settled in it as well. So there is faith there, yes, and this is why currencies tend to collapse when there's, they are um, overly printed, like during hyperinflation. People lose confidence, people lose, you could call it confidence or faith, but you know, in real life, they, they don't need to just have faith or lose faith. They, they basically can see in the real world that their dollars are just um, not going as far as they used to. They don't have as much purchasing power as they once did. So then they abandon the currency because they they basically are they're making um, a real life assessment, a real world assessment about the, the nature of their currency, not being able to buy things in the future, which is based on, you know, on real life, real things and Bitcoin. They I, I just don't think they have great arguments to point to. It's going to be used in the future um, exclusively. I just haven't heard. Maybe I just haven't heard um, the best arguments, although I think I've heard a lot of them, most of them. But I'm not convinced. Um, so, so back to you know. So certain people will have take issue with Bitcoin being compared to religion, and I wasn't the first person to say this. There's, there's been countless articles um, comparing the community to a religion. But, you know, for the people that do think of it as a religion, 
Um, what do the podcasts, what functionality do they serve? And I was thinking, well, maybe they serve as um, like a sermon. Like, uh, you know, if you're Christian you and you go to church on Sundays, why do people go to church on Sundays? They have faith and they go there to be with other people who share their faith, but also worship. That's, you know, the function of their religion is they worship together. Um, worshiping, I guess they pray together. You know, <laughs> I, I'm not uh, an expert on that, but you know, what are the, what are the people who uh, are the Bitcoin podcast do? Well, people who deliver the podcast, you know, they could be considered the leaders of Bitcoin or the, you know, they, they, they preach sort of, and it's obviously, it's not a direct comparison, but they basically interview people, experts in the community who are thought leaders or just, just technical leaders or that can explain some technical concept because it's very difficult to understand, right? Bitcoin is, is very difficult to understand. Um, and a lot of people never, never actually get it. Uh, I admit I don't get it. I, I think it's way too complex. Um, <laughs> now, I I think I understand enough. I understand a very general, you know, basic, big picture outline. And I think I understand parts of it that other people gloss over or miss. But then there's parts of it, you know, like deep into the elliptic curve cryptography that I don't get because I'm not a mathematician and it's so abstract and I just don't either have the patience or um, the inclination or the abstract reasoning, perhaps, to, I don't have the foundations to get to that level, that advanced level to explain what's going on with this curve, why it exists. Uh, I mean, I can tell you just very briefly um, what it's, what it's for, but it's, um, I can't tell you the details or anything like that. So, so because I can't explain it very simply, I'm just going to say, I don't understand it. And I, and I've sat through some lectures of it and stuff, but the point is, is that most people in Bitcoin, I don't think understand it either. And when I say don't understand it, they may get some small piece of it, but they don't get all of it. Most people don't understand all of it for sure. But you know, what I'm saying is, so, if you compare religion, um, I didn't grow up religious, but I would go to a few Sunday, you know, I don't know, sermon, Catholic sermons or, or Protestant Baptist sermons with friends. And I'd sit through them. And um, when I was young, I didn't know what was going on. I was, I couldn't pay attention. But when I was older, I did attend some services just to experiment and see what it is they talk about. And the, some of the churches I went to were kind of interesting. They, they compared it to, they usually took some verse and compared it to today, but they usually taught, um, it was usually a lesson about how to behave, how to interpret this, this, this um, line in the Bible, what it meant, what was the historical story uh so that people could relate to it and so you could learn the teachings right because you're supposed to learn the teachings through the bible uh and uh the old testament the new testament you're supposed to learn these teachings and supposed to uh, interpret lessons and apply it you know to your daily life well you know what do the bitcoin podcasters do well they try to explain right they try to interpret 
the blockchain or they interview experts, right? So experts that are that are an expert about this particular concept of the blockchain or this specific, uh, specific application or maybe a new company that's using the blockchain. So they're interviewing people who um, have something to say, right? Who can explain something, who are either cryptographers, mathematicians, maybe economists um, that are that can explain how Bitcoin functions as what they believe is um, like a monetary asset. Uh, even even how trading works, um, just everything that relates to Bitcoin. But it's usually, uh, you know, sometimes it's a far out application, like a, a company that's sort of using it on the fringe. But the most interesting podcasts that you know I've listened to have been the ones that have been technical, or at least um, they explain some working feature of the blockchain, right? So. They're a way to gather followers to, to preach to them about a certain aspect of the blockchain. And, you know, you could say to keep the faith, right? Because religions, they, religious communities, they like church, they like to go to church because it sort of keeps you active. Like when people say, are you active in the church? They usually mean, do you go to church? Now that doesn't, doesn't mean just because you don't go to church doesn't mean you aren't religious. Some people choose to worship in other ways, but I would venture that most people consider going to church as an active member. Uh, now there are you know, some fringe people who they do other things, I suppose, to show their loyalty and their faith. But uh, for most people, I'd say the, the vast majority is, you know, going to church on Sundays and um, praying, I guess, or talking about your faith trying to convince others, right? Trying to convince others that your faith is the thing to do that, you know, uh, it's salvation or whatever. And I read this interesting article that compared religion to a Ponzi scheme. It was on Medium. I forgot the guy who, I forgot his name. He wrote it, but it was interesting uh, that he, he said basically that religion is like a Ponzi scheme because this was the basic premise of the article, the summary of it was that to be up high, like to be a priest, priest, you have to believe, you have to have no doubts. You have to be 100%, 150%, you know, uh, which is impossible, but bear with me. You have to be so convinced that this thing is true and that this is, was God's word and that this was what he meant or what the Bible means, right? So even though a bunch of people apparently wrote the Bible, right? It says text, it's not exactly God's word, though. God's word, although I guess some, some people believe it is. Uh, but, you know, teach their own. I'm, I'm just commenting that, that there's people that have to basically, to be promoted up in the faith of church, you have to basically sell it, right? You need to pretend at least, you, because you have to pretend to be so confident that this is the true religion, this is all true, there's no questioning this. Um, you know, all these all these arguments against it are are false and are um, you know they're you you just have faith. Usually, they just say you just have faith. Uh, so some there is some people who actually try to scientifically argue religion, but it, it's um, I think it's difficult. I haven't actually re I haven't looked into that in quite a while. I did look into it for a time, but because um, I was just curious. But I. Uh, you know, so the, the point is, is that he's, he's, he basically compared it to a Ponzi scheme saying that um, 
you know, I forgot what the Ponzi part of that was. Um, so you're selling faith because you're selling more membership. And if you can kind of convince more members to come in, you can sort of profit, I put that in quotes, from other people's faith because you're like the top leader of, the, of everyone. You're convincing them. You have all the answers. So, you know, I would say, objectively speaking, a priest, yeah, they claim to talk to God, but how do they know exactly what is was his wishes. I mean, they're getting it. They, they say they talk to him, which can't be proven. They say that there's certain things in the Bible that, that uh, signify um, his word, but, but we know that, that, that he didn't actually write it. So how, how do they know that? Well, they just have confidence and they just have greater faith than you. So if they have greater faith, they tend to rise in the ranks of, of, um, of the church system. Oh, I mean, you could say the same thing about Bitcoin. Now, not I'm not talking about the technical people here. I'm talking about, although somewhat, but it's um because it's so decentralized. Like you could you could know a lot about you know elliptic curve curve elliptic curve cryptography, or you could know a lot about economics, or you could know a lot about the uh, energy usage, or you could know. So there's all these different fields. But if you have an expert in one, people tend to follow them, or they tend to just believe them. And while they may be spouting absolute truths with regards to mathematics or even economics about inflation, uh, for example, or mathematical equations that, well, I would argue it's probably theory, uh, but, you know, uh, but, you know, physics, energy, you know, even though they say may say real, like, correct things about this, if they're doing it in support of Bitcoin, they're sort of... Um, they're sort of leading their 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 followers or their people that, that look to them for the expertise, taking what they do know in a subject matter that they they you know have studied, applying that to Bitcoin, which you know if you view as a religion, how do you know what they're saying about how their field applies to Bitcoin is matters is even relevant or is true uh, for that matter, when it, when it is, you know, so one thing I'll take issue with is, is that when Bitcoiners say that Bitcoin is money or monetary asset, I actually am not convinced of that argument because I believe that money has to be a tangible commodity and actual good. Uh, and I think Bitcoin's a service because it's a technology, it's a payment system, it's a payment rails that allows you to, ex to move existing value or existing fiat, but it's, I don't believe it's money itself. Um, so anyway, so you could, you could know a lot about inflation and a lot about um, economics or say you do and uh, apply this to Bitcoin. And I think it is incorrectly applied. Uh, but if you're, you know, subject matter expert, people look to you and they bring on subject matter experts to the podcast. And people who really know their stuff. I mean, uh, a lot of smart people who who are there. Uh, and um, I'm just I'm just trying to compare, you know, the religious nature of what we all sort of recognize as a religion, which is going to church and believing in God and Christianity, uh, and and Bitcoin, which has been compared to a religion. It's even I mean, people even have dietary. Um, restrictions that they adhere to. A lot of people do. Now, not everybody adheres to it, but a lot of them do. Uh, they all huddle, which is just, you know, not agreeing not to sell and thinking that one day they'll be able to gift their Bitcoin to their children or 
perhaps trade it for the things they need, I guess. I'm not really sure, but they don't, they, they basically don't want to sell. Uh, that is a common sort of belief, like a tithing, you know, like stacking sats is also like, you know, to your tithing to the church. So that's a commonality, uh, you know, going to, um, you know, I just say being, being a part of the Bitcoin, um, community, they're following people on Twitter that, uh, that are Bitcoin, um, you know, I, I guess I'd say leaders if they have a lot of followers, thought leaders, things like that. So I, I see a lot of commonalities. Um, and when I started reading these articles that compared Bitcoin to a religion, um, and I was thinking about the podcasts, although, you know, podcast is a growing industry. So, you know, you could say that, that it allows other, you know, people to get their ideas out there or just speak and, and have an audience. Um, but, you know, the Bitcoin podcasters, I think they're doing very well. And I think that they get a lot of advertising from all the Bitcoin related companies. And I think that they do better than podcasters in other areas. Now, I could be wrong, right? I'm thinking of just the major Bitcoiner podcasters, but uh, maybe other industries pay just as well. Um, but other industries are usually, you know, somebody's doing like a camping podcast or something. I mean, they're selling real goods and it's more tangible. It's more accessible. They're not really selling like a pie in the sky speculative token asset that most people are just trying to get rich off of. They're selling actually real goods that people might need. Um, but so I think that I think that you could you could easily compare Bitcoin um, podcasters to religious Christian sermons or I don't know. There's a there's probably some Christian um podcasters out there that are not high up in the church, but I'm, I'm guessing that uh, the sermons are what, you know, obviously draws in the most people, uh, you know, Joel Olstein or, or I'm trying to think of pastors that have huge audiences. Um, but that's just an, just an interesting uh, idea that I, I came across as comparing Bitcoin podcasters to religious uh, Sunday worship um, sermons. And they probably will take offense to that. I don't mean offense. I'm just trying to compare, you know, if one is called a religion and the other is, is known to be a religion, how do they differ and how do they, What what is it that, that makes people want to go on Sunday to worship together? Why do they need other people to like affirm, reaffirm their faith? Um, because it's a collective belief something, belief system. Do they need religious leaders to explain to them the complexity of the Bible, and because it was written, you know, way back then, they need to have an interpreter that can apply it to their daily life and how to behave and and what to do. And I'm thinking about the Bitcoin like podcasts, and in the same way, do they need do people need leaders to sort of keep up the faith, right? So even if the price is going down, it's okay. We'll huddle. We'll get through this. Um, the price usually does this every four years or something, and it comes back, right? It dips down, it comes back. It goes down eighty percent, but it's always come back. And gone higher. Uh, so this is like reaffirming this belief that Bitcoin is the answer. Bitcoin is the only answer. This is another uh, similarity is people usually um, say, well, Christianity is the one true religion, right? Well, Bitcoin is the one true crypto. It's the one that you, it's the only one that you do. And they almost compare being an altcoiner or whatever, shitcoiner, right? They make fun of shitcoiners, people who, who like other coins or, or um, work on them or promote them. 
but you know, while so they basically say you can't have it both ways. You can't be someone that likes Bitcoin, but also you likes all these you like all these other coins. Uh, you have to just be Bitcoin only. So that's also um, a characteristic of of most religions, and that they they don't want you to worship any other gods, right? They just want you to worship um, the one true God. But it's up to basically anyone's. No one. It's up to your subjective preference which god you want to worship, which religion you want to worship, because there's no objective way to prove any of these religions true. You know, just like there's no objective way to prove any of uh, the arguments for or against. You know, which crypto is the best? Which one should you go for? You know, either, I don't think there's a good argument. Um, uh, you know, I guess it depends on your motives, right? I'm, so I'm talking not just a trade. I'm talking about, you know, someone who believes in this, like holding this for long term. Uh, and Bitcoin sort of has this narrative because it's different than all the other ones like Ethereum and all these other tokens. It's sort of, it, it has this narrative around it. It's supposed to be around forever. It's supposed to be the long term play. It's supposed to be the one that, that upends the uh, financial system, right? So these other coins usually don't have that kind of narrative. So to compare Bitcoining to those other ones, it's not easy. But when you take it, when you think about, you know, the ethics and the morality that Bitcoiners associate with people who go go with the altcoins or shitcoin, that's like they like, they like to say, it relates very much to people who um, are are Catholic and maybe who don't don't associate or don't want to marry anybody who's um, I don't know, Protestant or Hindu or Muslim, something like that. 